What up, guys? My name is XO Joab. I'm the realest. And I was just on the Just Fitness Presents show. You should check it out. Trust me. Check it out. Just, just Fitness show, my Just Fitness. Hey, baby, what's good? What's popping? If you don't ask a question, then it's not Just Fitness. So, white or yellow, Gary? Ah, uh, yellow, Gary. I said I like this baby. I said I like this. <laughs> yeah, it's gloss. But you have to walk up some stairs. Everything was gloss. Yes. Babe, you it was a concert. concert. Yeah. We, I planned the concert. I literally. <laughs> you, you heard them on speed though? Literally. Dog is out of the air. My dog is out of the air. Give me the time to make me feel up here. Chess Finesse presents. Baby, what's good? What's popping? If you can hear my voice. You are hearing the voice of Jess, popularly known as Jess Finesse, and you are tuned into another episode of Jess Finesse Presents. Um, so I'm going to start off by clapping for myself because if I don't clap for myself, who's going to clap for me? I don't need no one to clap for me. Why need someone to clap for me when I have two hands? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. And if this is not your first time, welcome back. For those of y'all that have chosen to come back, I love you. Um, the the pod loves you. Everybody loves you. And we're actually rounding up um, season two very soon. So after this episode is going to be next episode, then you're not going to hear my annoying voice for only God knows how long. Um, but you're hearing me now. We in action, baby. And it's a very special episode because every episode is special because all the guests I bring on this podcast are special. And today's guest is no different. Mr. Spreadsheet. <laughs> As no one has done that. <laughs> it's a first. New. Excel was popping. I'm good, my G. I'm good. Before I'm you good. even talk, because you, I can't just. Yeah. I would. I would prostrate. What? But why? No, this is not. I'm not gonna prostrate. First, I'm gonna I'm clap for you first, right? Because you're not even a small. You're not even a small boy. You're not even. A, you're not even a, just a regular man. Okay, I don't even know if you're a human being. All right. But you're a very special person, so I can't prostrate. I mean, I could prostrate, but I'm not gonna do that. Uh, no, so I'm gonna do don't. do this. All right. How about my one hand is up? My two hand is up. Two hands is not even enough. My one leg is up. <laughs> my other leg is up. Uh, that, tell me to put my hands down. Tell me to put my legs down. Please put everything down. Thank you, boss. Thank you, boss. Thank you, boss. You're like an activist with the barrettes with the hand. <laughs> this is my normal uniform. This is my normal uniform. Black power, but it's my normal uniform. Yeah. Uh, what's popping, guy? I do. We uh, out here. You thank know? you for taking out time. I'm pretty... I hope I'm not taking money out your pocket. Nah, Asking nah. you to come here. I hope I'm not messing up with your own podcast asking you to come nah, here nah, I hope nah, I'm not nah. messing up any bag any deal nah, 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 any nah. meeting your family so it's all good you know you know Excel's favorite line is I day for you I did for you and really? actually I actually have trauma I like something in my body triggers when I hear people say I day for you but if when, it's not me yeah but when you say it it's fine cause I'm like okay it's real <laughs> yeah. but other people don't I'm like take that rubbish and go swallow <laughs> it back in your throat I don't want to hear that you day for <laughs> me cause you're probably not but welcome to my podcast I'm glad um, I mean, you know, I've been potting for a long time now, yeah. so it seems really cool to like see. Is this the first time I've had a podcaster on my podcast? Huh. Yes, I believe so. Dare huh. I say? Let me not miss yarn. Maybe there's probably one other person. I don't know, but this yeah. is the first time in a long time, at least, um, mm. or definitely the first time this season where I've had a podcaster. I'm honored on my podcast, so you deserve another set of clapping. So for for. In case there's some of our listeners who don't know who he is, could you give us a... Can you give yourself... This is the part. This is what I'm going to say. Can you tell us about yourself, right? Um, Hold on. Let me tell you why I say that. Yeah. Right? 
You know the word that is abused so much, yeah. other than the word creative. Yeah. What, what what's that word? Music industry exec. Yeah. I know. Everybody's I a know. music industry exec. I know. What do you exec? I don't know. What do you execute? I'm um. So I need you to tell me <laughs> what. I, that's how deep it is. Because every time we music business professional, music business day, A and R. So I want you to outline what in I this do. current season of your life because. It be it could be a different season. You could be a different yeah. thing. I don't yeah. know. In this current season of Excel's life, what are the things that Excel does? I like how you put that, especially mentioned current season because I feel like that's how work has evolved in these times. Like Facts. there are things you do for a certain time and then you switch and then you switch. Okay. Um. Currently, I. <laughs> Wait. As you talk, I'll go give you gunshots. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm a creative consultant. I am a music exec. No, no, no. You can't use the word music exec. You, really? Don't say that. Because really, really, everything you probably say is an umbrella. Like music exec is probably an umbrella. umbrella. So okay. don't say those two words. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a creative consultant. Let's go. Here's one you didn't know. I'm a songwriter. Here's one you didn't I'm going to give you gunshot. But low key. You knew? Every No. Are you saying like you like you really see? Yeah. Anybody can be inside a studio and be like, oh, yeah. Say this one thing in front of this one line. Add this one inside the hook. Yeah. And there's people that's like sit down and like you compose a song. I mean, from I've, I've composed songs and I never was crazy about getting the credit because Loki, I was like, I'm not really proud of this shit. Why are you <laughs> not proud people. of being a songwriter? Well, but that's that's going to change. Um, shout out to my guy Dietrus. Okay. His, Ooh. His he's a friend out. of the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his EP is coming soon and I, I wrote a song on that. So who's singing the song? That he's, he, wrote? he sang the song, but I wrote So do you so you're a songwriter. Yes, are you are you writing love songs? Or are you writing hardcore rap? Because like I'm a, I'm um, looking at you like are you a hip hop guy. I can't picture you writing. Yeah, I'm like, a hip hop guy, but this was more this was more banter, you know. So you're not writing. You didn't. You didn't write a song nah, about it love, wasn't right? Something, nah, 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 nah. I'm already a fan. Why not about that? Life? I'm already a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, songwriter. I also am, for lack of a better phrase or word, I'm a deals guy. I'm a deals okay, guy. Okay, In the sense that one of the ways that I've come up in this industry, to be honest, is I've been able to sit in rooms. And make things happen for other people and collect my percentage. So you're a middle, and go, you're a middle. Yeah, I'm a they middle used to, man. They used to slander people like you. Should. It's fine. I'm a, I I love. They say that there's some people in this Nigeria that they're rich off being middlemen. They don't the do world, anything. In the world, all they it's, do is it's they what just it is. Win. In the world, it's what so, it is. So you're a dot connector. Um, yeah, I am. I am. Okay, you're a deals guy. Oh yeah. Let's uh, go. What else? Um, talking to Mike. Talking to Mike. I'm like an upcoming sugar daddy. If you don't, if you, if you, yeah, yeah. I did oh, for the should girls. I gunshot? Should I gunshot? I'm a gunshot. I'm a gunshot. Give me, come on. I'm a gunshot. For the girls, them. Um, what else? You already look like one. Yeah, I don't know if I the age matches, but she looks like that one. I, I don't know if the bank account matches either, but you shall have the, the bank account. Slowly, like I said, upcoming. We're we're getting there. This not for the economy. Why are you going to use people's uh, sign? It's just a recording bonus to be taking babes and buying house. <laughs> Is that not what the artists use it for? <laughs> okay, but the artist, but Is being a deals guy, they, being a deals guy. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I think that's about it, basically. That's you sure that's it. about it? Yeah, that's about Knowing it. No people like you, you probably have like two. Okay, but I said currency is not your. So you're not doing yeah. any other thing right now. No, I'm not doing anything. Okay, no, all right, no what? Yeah. Okay, all right. So you you live up to the name of being a music exec. Like I said, everybody who say I'm a a music exec, and I'm like, okay, what exactly is it that you do? Because executive is such a broad word. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, it shows a level of professionalism and maybe authority in the music space. But like, what exactly do you do? So I like the fact that you actually broke it down. Yeah. This is my umbrella. These are the pillars or the things under my umbrella. So that's dope. Yeah. All right. So this is how this podcast go. All right. I got my handy dandy hand fans. Mm-hmm. All right. Each of the fans has a topic or a question that we're going to discuss. Right. Uh-huh. But that's not even the that's not even the important part about the podcast. Like F knowing about who you are. Like I don't care about that. The important part is this thing right here. All right, mm. baby. Um, this is a very important thing to me. If there was no this, there would be no pod. All right. You know when you when you told me to come on the pod, my mind went to Gary Street. Like that's what I like to hear. It, it means the brand is straight. branding. Yes. It when is. when is the last time you uh smoked Gary? Probably like two years ago. Oh, and wow. why has it been so long since you smoked Gary? I don't know. I really don't. I, there's no legitimate reason. But it's not like you're not looking down on like, oh, no, this no, poor no, man's no, food. This no, is no, poverty food. That is great food. That good. Is great. Good. If it's great, I don't know why it's been two years okay, for you. Though. Two years. And I still remember the last time it was like Gary and Kuli Kuli. And was, what was the situation? Who was you smoking with? I was alone. I was just at home. That's and I was watching um, Mulan. I was re-watching Mulan. Mulan. Yes, I love animations. Gary and Mulan. <laughs> Freak <That's> popcorn. <laughs> Freak popcorn. Was it yellow or white? It was yellow. It's always yellow for me. <laughs> it's always yellow for me. I don't know what your white I Gary said I love the way you move, baby. <laughs> it's baby, always yellow. Did you hear that? Yeah. In case you didn't, he smokes yellow, Gary. Yeah. That's Mikkel, what, that's what welcome back. And as you're back, the first guest on your on your on your reunion back to us yeah. after being a prodigal son, yeah. the guy is smoking yellow Gary. So how do Shades. you feel? How do Shades. you feel? He's a deals guy. Instead of you to be like this, you should smoke yellow Gary with him. If Let you, me find you, you deal. If you're smoking white Gary, you've got you've Let, got issues. Let me find you What's deal. What's wrong with you? What Don't mind to your them. childhood. Don't mind them. Why? Haters are gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> haters are gonna hate that ain't got nothing to do so yes thank you so I didn't have to ask you yellow or white cause nah. you already you already yeah, on the winning team yeah, yeah. damn yeah. I love yeah. it here I yeah. absolutely love it here okay so let's toss this off the table psych now <laughs> okay so um you just made my day you know I'm um, glad uh, you just made my day I also drink yellow Gary yeah. don't know what this is don't even know why it exists yeah, don't know why they didn't pour this thing in oil and fry it like they're supposed to but it's fine there's some people that their taste buds are are very primitive and they yeah. still they still take this alright alright so what do you supplement your yellow Gary with um milk okay milk sharp guy. sugar sharp guy granite sharp guy yeah. wait as in you put the kuli kuli in the Gary yeah Sorry, Kuli Kuli is what? Chin Chin, right? Kuli Kuli is granite. It's made of granite. I don't know what the other ingredients are, but, but I know it's made of granite. And the first time so I did chin-chin. that... It's not Chin Chin. first time I did that was in Joss. Like, I went to the market with my, my mom to buy Kuli Kuli in Joss. And right there in the store, the woman was drinking guy, and she was break. They, they were like long sticks, and she was breaking it and putting it inside. And I was like, hmm, what a concept. <laughs> and it stuck with me. And, and your life that, changed. Yeah. So sorry, you didn't. Ask, what is coolie coolie again? <sighs> if you cannot explain it in one sentence, that's like ground. I can't. I can't. But I, but the main ingredient is is groundnut. Someone lied to me that that was chin chin. But okay, no, no, I thank you for teaching me something new. Yeah. All right, so we're very aligned. Very very aligned. Yeah. We use the same. Wait, hold stuff. up. You've not had coolie coolie. Ah, oh my! I thought the thing was chin chin. So I'm whoever, here thinking that whoever produces this pod, you need to fix that. Get quickly one of these season days three, with, with the granite. Let bah, the granite bah. be there in case she doesn't like it. But get quickly. Don't worry. Like, in season three, I'm gonna have cashew on the table. I'm gonna have quickly on the table. Variety. We about to. Yeah, I'm gonna give you diversity. Nice. All right, bet. So 
Now, the reason why I choose Gary to drink with my guests is because, um, first of all, eating and conversation, I think they go hand in hand. Yes, like when do. you go on dates with people and get to know them. When you're trying to strike a deal. When you're trying to strike a deal, business meetings, eating with your family. Like you see a lot of important conversation happens over food. Yeah. Now, I can't come here and be bringing um, pounder soup. Um, or yeah. rice and soup, like that's that's messy. So we chose a very you know minimal mess option, and then yeah. we chose Gary. And not only is food and conversation important, I believe that Gary is a food that cuts across all classes. Mm. Whether you broke, whether you struck a deal, and now your life has changed, anybody can drink Gary. Yeah. Gary's not like oh you're too rich to drink or nah. too poor to drink. Nah. There's a lot of other foods that this country that's obsessed with classes and we're gonna be classified yeah i can only eat here we only eat here if you can't eat here you're a broke boy if you eat here you did it you can't there's nothing to argue with this yeah. with this thing right here so um i want you to prepare your gary and as you prepare your gary i want to ask you about your okay. academic background right mm, okay the reason why i ask you is because i believe like your formative years your experiences in school shape you um into who you are like today as yeah, an adult yeah. right so i kind of want to know you can start from wherever but i particularly want to know your secondary school experience uh-huh. um were you hey, a day student we were guests on a pod where we talked about secondary school stop shout out to goji and Ayo. <laughs> too. too. yeah just damn that. we really been around mm. we've really been around streets together yes we have industry streets together i love it here don't let that guy see be, be measuring that guy against that bolo. This is not a big bowl. Yeah. Let me make no overrides. Please. We don't want Gary cake here. All right? <laughs> so I want you to kind of discuss um, to my listeners about your secondary school experience. Okay. Um, were you a day student? Were you a boarder? Boarder. I'm, I remember vaguely how you talked about how boarding school was for you on um, yeah. 234 Essential. But you yeah. can give us a brief synopsis uh, here on Just Finesse Presents. Yeah. Okay, so I did my secondary school in Nigeria Navy Secondary School, Borokiri, Portakot. Yes. But did you go to Navy? Are you serious? Navy boys Who's in the, the house. David. <laughs> yeah. Navy boys in the building. Wait, wait, did, did you, you call them wussies? You went to where? Yeah. Like, see, listen. They were all boys. Should we salute you people now? No, like, they I don't were understand. all boys and they didn't have girls. So because they were all boys, they're like, we're the hardest, we go hard. My nigga. Oh, so that's your, your problem. Your school had girls? That, that's your problem, Wait, he didn't bro. suffer because Bates was in his school? Is that why he didn't suffer? Because women were in his school. How did that make him... Me- no. No. We had our David, benefits. yeah, that, David, that seems like a personal problem. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Just us, just us, just us. Now, that's already a problem. Why is anybody grilling, drilling you when you're not joining the military? You just went to the secondary school. But isn't going to the Navy, isn't the assumption that when you go to military school or you go to like a school like the Navy? I mean, yes, they'll, they'll throw in a thing or two. But 430 to 7 is just child abuse at that point. <laughs> oh, yes, right. Why? Why? Yes, yes. They want to make sure that you be able to serve the country should you decide that you want to join the Navy. No, but 430 is wild. 430 a.m. Okay, and people that are in the military, when do you really think they wake up? No, but they're not kids. What do you mean they're not? They're trying to train you from young. I don't want... Nah, mm, mm, nah. Because you're part of this new generation. The generation that cannot watch 30-second video on Instagram. Continue, please. Continue, continue, continue. Don't worry. Continue. That's not true. Continue. Mr. Shaw. No, he knows why I said it. He knows why I said it. So, yeah. Go ahead. 
and then there's a little school board keep tackle, right? And then um I was I was um so I had a lot of school options at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um ba- Baptist High in Joss, Air Force in Joss as well. But I chose Portaco because it was closer to home. At the time my parents were staying in Abba. Yeah. Your parents are saying, yeah, my parents. Very are quickly, I don't want to make it a whole thing. Where are you from? I'm from Adamawa State. How many people know that you're from there? Not a lot of people know that I'm from Adamawa State. Why don't people State. know you from there? Because people don't. People just assume, I guess. And maybe if I had a name that would be easier for, let me tell you a small story. Okay. Side story. Yeah, okay. I renewed my passport, right? And it was delaying to get to come out. It was delaying, and I was losing my mind. Why? And then I get a call one day, like, "Hello, where are you?" Like, uh, who are you? Like, how do you call someone and just say, where are you? <laughs> who are question, you? Yeah. And like, this is so, 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 so from the immigration office. I'm like, okay. Like, can you please come to the office? Your passport is ready. However, I want to ask you some questions. Say some, what questions? Say, when you come, we'll discuss. And I was like, okay. And I went. And, and the man was speaking and he was like, I've been in the immigration service for 30 something years. And in all my time, I have never seen a Nigerian with three English names. So you can't be real. So my name is Excel Enoch Joab. And hey. he goes, where are you from? And I said, Adamwa. And he starts speaking outside my bus. I was going to ask, can you speak outside? I can't. But I grew up in the East, so I speak Ibo. Stop! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in the East, so I speak Ibo. A lot of my friends are Ibo. Like fluent. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, this is the issue. And he was like, this is... I was like, boss, I'm, this is just what it is. And... They had to get my father to send like a copy of his own passport uh-huh, and they uh-huh. did their cross check and uh-huh. they were like, okay, you're you're real. Why and your then, parents ain't won't give you no traditional name? Um, I don't know. So initially Joab was not my surname, was not our family surname. Our family surname was G-O-N-A, G-O-N-A, Kuna Kuna. And my dad one day asked his dad, my grandfather, what does Kuna Kuna mean? My my grandfather said, Well, our family has the biggest farm in the village. So Gona means farm. Mm-hmm. So because we have the biggest farm, gonna, it's gonna, 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 gonna twice. And my father was like, I'm not giving that's this. That's a hard name. My father like, I'm not giving this name, name gonna, gonna, are you to joking, myself bro? or my children. And he was like, he's not doing that. And, knows- and then he was going to Bible school. I was about to say. Yeah. And he was like, okay, let me let me find one dope name in the Bible that's so not So what common. made him do Joab? Joab. Uh, Joab was the commander of David's army. So... And my father had always... So Joab had many... Probably yeah, had fa- many gunner gunners yeah. in his time. <laughs> my father always loved military shit. My grandfather was in the army. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to be in the army. That's the story for another day. That's partly why he put Navy, like my options, Navy, Air Force. He wanted me in the right. military one right. way or the other. Right. Um, so I had a great time in Navy Port okay. I had a great time. I was bullied. I bullied people. Yeah, I went through the whole, but I had a great time. I learned a lot about human nature. Okay. From boarding school. Learned how there are different personalities. Because growing up, I was a very stay-at-home child. My parents were really? past- Yeah, my parents were pastors in winners. So secondary school was like my first freedom. You know? But like we my- also Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So and immediately, like immediately I stood out like GSS one, I'm the, I'm like one of the tallest. I'm about to say, were you always tall? Yeah, I was always tall. I was one of the tallest niggas on the block. I couldn't commit offenses and not get caught. <laughs> so, yeah, but 
From there, I started being like very social and very music inclined. People that know me from secondary school are not surprised that I'm in the music business. At all? They're not surprised So what was you doing music-wise when you were in boarding school? I was singing. I was in the choir. I used to play drums for the church. Bro, you yeah. singing? Yeah, I was. I was. Sing- falsetto, alto, bass, tenor. What, what was, was you? tenor. Okay, you actually were singing because you know the term. Okay, yeah, I'm tenor. listening. I'm listening. So um, I was always, I always loved music shit. I was in the choir, church choir, and I also used to play band like the band for March Past and stuff like that. Okay. And I used to lead parades okay. and stuff. It was it was a great experience. But secondary school also came with its own um, cons. Mm-hmm. I remember in secondary school, it was just a thing then to, to, if you're like a boy, like girls in your class can't chat to you. You would always try to, you know, shut them down, bring them down. Their opinions don't count. It was like entry-level misogyny, secondary school. And I, and it didn't, it didn't even dawn on me because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a teenager. I don't know what, what, what that is. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing it as the norm. Right, 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 right. And I remember I had an incident with a girl in school and I slapped her. Ooh. Yeah, I did. And my mom comes for this. Sorry, no, no, no. What's the content? Why you slap her? We were exchanging words and I just slapped her. So you, you couldn't use your words. Like the next thing was to do was power. Cause that was, and that was what I was seeing other people do. Like guys right, that were right, my right, seniors, right, right, that right. was how they handled right, stuff like that. Right. My, my classmates, that was how they handled stuff like that. Right. And when you do it, it's like you get healed. They're like, hey, yeah, correct mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. Shut them down. Mm-hmm. You know, which kind. So I don't even think it would be correct to judge you based on that because you said you learned it from your superiors. Yeah. You learned it from your seniors. You learned it from other people. Yeah. Okay. So. And I remember one visiting day, my mom came and someone told her that I did it. And in my family, me and my mom, are, we are mm-hmm. allies. You mm-hmm. know, that's my best friend at home. Mm-hmm. And my mom was crying and it broke me. Like seeing my mom cry, I was like, what? <laughs> like she cried, like when I came out and I met her from the hostel, she was already crying. Mm. So I was like, did my dad die? Did Like, right. what could it be? And her cry is very thick. You know, it's like when they're crying, they can't talk. Mm. The more they talk, they'll be choking up. And mm-hmm. So I have to wait for her to get to a point. And she comes down. She's like, why would you ever lay your hands on somebody else first? One. Two. Why would you ever hit a woman? I was like... Sorry. Yeah. I need to slap your mother. Because some mothers will go and enable their sons and their sons will continue doing rubbish. So shout out to your mom. And I was like, uh, I was lost. I was like, how did you, what happened? And she was like, one of the teachers told mm-hmm. her. And the teacher that told her, told her something. Was like, I, I think this happened in just three. So she was like, I've known Excel since just one. He's a good kid. He's a good boy. I've seen him start, ch- I've seen him start changing. He now sags his trouser. <laughs> <laughs> He's now rolling with the big boys. He's now hitting babes. Like, there's oh, a wow. change in yeah, behavior yeah, yeah, generally. Yeah, yeah. You might have to watch that. She was telling my mom. So my mom now brought her up to me and said, look, oh, they say you're moving mad. Was it, a, was it a woman professor or a man yes, professor? Yes, it was a woman. Do you remember her name? Yeah, Mrs. Akadiri. She was my literature teacher. And she was, and I understood it because she was also my favorite teacher at the time. Look at women just making your life she better. She was teaching English at mm-hmm. the time. And when I got into senior secondary, she was teaching literature. Got you. You know, and we, 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 we've been friends for a long time. I've lost contact now, but 
we were friends for a long time, even when I was in university, we used to talk. Mm-hmm. So she tells my mom that my mom, you know, cries and, you know, tells me, don't do this shit. And I go apologize to the baby, to the baby in person. And it was shocking. Girl. Like, it was so shocking because, sorry, it was so shocking because she had moved on mm-hmm. from it. Like, she had also seen it happen to other girls. Right. So I always, my turn, no biggie, you know. That's so sad. But nobody apologizes. Right. So me apologizing, in a way, kind of triggered her because while I was apologizing, she started crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, sorry, oh, hey, sorry, oh. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And she was like, but why, why did you apologize? Did you think I was going to report you? Because that was another thing. If you report, you'll be treated like a snitch. Mm-hmm. You know, even your fellow girls will like, uh, we were we were taught trash and as children, man. So you know, and that was that was a huge moment for me. Mm. That was a very 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 um huge huge. Do you remember huge her name? Moment. No, I don't actually. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. But I remember that that episode we did. Mm-hmm. We spoke about you know we touched on bullying for a bit. Mm-hmm. One of my mates mm-hmm. not that girl though but one of my mates that also used to be bullied by even other girls reached out to me after we dropped that episode she listened to that episode yeah she listened to the episode so she crazy. liked it she called me she was crying on the phone and Ooh. that day i understood that there are adults that carry that thing like the trauma stays with them for a long time and yes. i was like this secondary school bullying that we see as bands and just yeah, you know, you, some people yeah. just it, like some people that's fucked with them like they are insecure even as adults now yep they're never confident yep and I was like, damn, this is crazy. And that is why I ask people about their academic experience because it plays a huge role in how you are as an adult. And the thing you said about how when you went to go and apologize to the girl, she had already moved on. Like she had even forgotten about it. Then when you brought it up to her, she was triggered. And then she asked, why did you apologize? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how myself and many women on this planet have to move. Like things will happen to us. And it's like, we're just now learning that we can actually be angry at something and yeah. actually ask for accountability and actually hold people accountable and actually call things out for mm-hmm. the longest time even up until like maybe six years ago things will happen to us you just have to bone it like well who's going to listen to me who's going to care I remember like, when this? we started talking and you told me some shit I was like god Bruh, damn that thing just the story you even just told me triggered me because there's many men that have done stuff to me and I've just had to move on and I wonder how I'd feel like if they came to me three years in and said you know what I apologize for that thing I did to you in high school. I apologize about that thing I did to you in college. Like, I wonder how I would take it. So that was a really, that was really relatable. And so what now happens is when I go home for the holidays, my mm-hmm. mother takes her time, right? Mm-hmm. Gives me the whole gender-based violence lecture, rape culture. Like, she went the whole nine yards. So that helps me because when I entered uni, mm-hmm. I would see, I would see situations that were, that were not right. Right. People trying to take advantage, sexual harassment, and I'll be like, hey, shut it down. Right? And because of how I was in secondary school, I, I was I was a very influential person mm-hmm. in school. I wasn't a prefect. Guess what? I wasn't a prefect. Mm-hmm. They did our prefectship thingy by elections, so they would nominate people. And I didn't get nominated. Because because the school matron wanted to be my guardian. In school, so they had teachers that would act as guardians for certain students. To get, the parents would make arrangements, and I never had one. And this was like ending of SS two, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they did the elections, then you resume in SS three. 
And she met my mom one visiting day. I mean, as says two now, she's like, oh, I would like to be Excel's guardian. My mom's like, this nigga didn't have a guardian in just one. He's in SS2 now. Why on earth do you think he would need he's one now? <laughs> What's her reason? Well, your parents are going to give her money? Uh, she looked at you, your parents yeah. like, he come from a rich family. Bring <laughs> uh, like, me off some of that. And my mom was like, nah. And she took it out on me. Like, so she now sabotaged yeah, so your... Yeah, very aggressive to me. It was so crazy that, and I will never forget it. The day they were doing like the, the day they announced the nominations, the whole school was shocked that Excel's name was not there. Mm-hmm. Especially for the role of assembly. So it was either going to be assembly prefect or social prefect. Right. Because from school I was organizing. See, this music thing, we done the drum. You know. So the day they announced this, everybody's shocked. The, the day of the elections, when like the dining hall, so the niggas that got ele- um, nominated were giving their campaign speeches and stuff like that. And I'm walking, because I'm not nominated, I don't give a shit. So I'm just walking past the hall, going to somewhere else. I was going to track a babe somewhere. <laughs> and then they start shouting my name. Like the assembly or like? The whole dining hall, like everyone in the dining hall, the junior students especially. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is some fame Michael Jackson shit. <laughs> what is, what? And they were stunned. Like the whole school, the teachers were stunned. And they too began to like, and then they were like, okay, would you like that? I'm like, nah, uh-uh. I'm not doing. Now that I'm not a prefect, I will do my bad boy in peace. Facts. In facts. peace. You ain't got to be yeah, nobody's your yeah. model. No role models. But it was still, I was always put in situations where I had to lead. Right. I remember there was a time that they were trying to do like a social night mm-hmm. and the social prefects didn't work it out well. And they didn't work it out well because I didn't assist them. Usually I assist them. I'm like, Jesus, there's one babe I won't go see. Young niggas fix your shit. And I didn't, they punished them. The school, the, the Navy men punished them and punished me. Because you didn't help them. Because I didn't help them. Because if I did, it would have been sorted. So I've always sort of had the, yeah, onward so together. You, that's the, that's the Navy rule. Onward together. Everybody gets punished. That's um, the Navy rule. So you've been a man of influence, a man that gets things done, a man that sorts out everything from young. Yeah. It's not even today. Yeah. How I feel carrying the whole world on your back? Um, hmm. This is going to lead me to another side conversation. I recently found out mm-hmm. that I need to say this in a very, in a way that I won't come out of this podcast and be in trouble. But I recently found out that I attract the certain type, certain types of women. Mm-hmm. The kind of women I'm attracted to unconsciously. There are women that have a savior complex. Okay. Okay. I'm getting you continue. I have a savior complex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me just put it like that. And I don't know if that comes from this whole always trying, always having to be in front, always having to lead. So I'm always trying to help people, even at my own detriment, even when it's not beneficial for me. So that could be for any gender. How does this specifically relate to women? When I'm dating, I, there are women. Okay. See how I'm coming down. <laughs> no, calm. I believe. I think before you speak, words. I support that. Mm-hmm. Because I have noticed that there are women who don't need saving. Like they will handle their shit by themselves. Maybe there are would... women who actively want to be saved. 
Sorry, when you say save, can you elaborate, please? Yeah, I before I, before my chest gets <laughs> starts rising. No. Maybe because of conditioning or anything or whatever. There are women who have, and sometimes also it comes from trauma. Sometimes, sometimes, not every time, please. There are women who really just would rather have a man handle everything for them. Okay, so women who would like to assume more traditional feminine roles, right? It's more than that. It's more than that, but that's an off, off camera conversation. Yeah, but let's yeah. not go into but yes, conversation but, that we but cannot yeah, that, finish. That, that, okay. That's there. That's okay. part of it, right? So those are the kind of women I attract. So I'm always thrown into this whole. And that's not the type of woman you want. I don't have a problem with it. Okay. I don't have a problem with it. He's like, you want to say but... I have a spec. No, I have a spec. If you're tall, if you're dark, I did for you. Tall and dark. That's, you know. Tall, dark, and need saving. Tall, dark. Tall, dark, need saving sometimes. Also, also, older than me. You want women who are dependent? I have been, tra- I have been, listen, this older On their woman, partners and are older than them it's, I know. I, it sounds I know I know how it sounds you know I think we should I think we should we should pick up the first fan that's what I think we should do before we get into a conversation that we cannot finish today on this podcast so I pick up any fan I'll pick up no let me read the, let me read it I already picked it okay. I'm already on right. it right now okay right. so first fan dun 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 <laughs> I don't know if this is how you wanted to start this podcast but let's go we there move we go. um so I missed the Omale and Ruga dispute. My lord. You tweeted that a lot of new acts are boring outside of music and quote unquote have no personality. My lord. The question of the day is, one, do you care to elaborate on this claim? Uh and high- and then if you do care to highlight, um, talk to us about the importance of an artist having a personality. Mm. So just you know, for the audience, in case right, you know what I happened, I didn't even know what happened yeah. to like Mali. So, um, so it was a Buju versus Omale versus Ruga yeah. type situation. Okay, how did you start? Someone tweeted. No, I can't remember. That, that Twitter is a very but bad. But someone place, com- compared Buju and Ruga. I think. Yeah, I from Innocently on what on what platform? Like what was happening? It was Twitter. I was it tweeting or like spaces or what? No, tweeting. Just, an yeah, actual yeah, tweet. tweet. Okay, and I fo- I've forgotten the context of the tweet. Okay. But there was a comparison thing going on. Okay. Yeah, Ruga said that Buju Benson, sorry, is now on his level. No, mm. no, no. What did the first person say? Okay, the... Yeah. They cannot hear you. If you want to talk, speak on the mic. Someone commented on Ruga's post. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, Ruga was that. For no reason. Did Ruga say something and the guy not responding? He just came out from his his bed so and the, said the, that. It was, it was like a long thread where the... Um, Ruga first made a post of what um, the Prince sent him. So he had a chat with the Prince and mm-hmm. he sent him what the Prince, like he, he did a record in Germany or something. Okay. And then he sent it to the Prince. And the Prince was like, this guy is no Richie. Like, yeah, like every other person no Richie. Richie. And then Ruga and showed Ruga, this. Ruga posted it. Okay. But before that, it was a long thread. Before that, I think someone said, um, what did the Prince tell you? Like, what does the Prince tell him about him being in the industry? Like, is he that good? Something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So that. So he then posted that chat. So somebody now came to jam trailer for somebody yeah. that wasn't even on the street. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then he goes, Ruga goes, I love Benson. That's my bro, one thing, one thing. But I am better. All my hits are my songs. songs yeah. I don't do featured hits. 
Nami Gatam. And that was all he said. That's all he said. And, and then know, that's when all hell broke entered. loose. And then Buju responded, I get 100% of my money. I did this, I did that, which is, you know. Uh-huh. Does he really? But we will get there. We'll okay. get there. Okay. Um, so I now tweeted that this, I, like, I tweeted that, um, I get it. Like, and you, and Twitter was excited that day. Yeah. Twitter Why was, was excited excited? because a lot of the new acts, and I've been crying about this for a minute. Outside of the music, they're boring. We don't, the fans don't care about, they don't really care about. I can agree. The, there's nothing to buy into. Yeah, there's nothing to buy into. They're so You're going to say the fans don't do what? The fans don't care about, not that they don't care about, the, the guys don't offer anything else outside the music for the fans Good, to care thank about. You for, thank you for changing yeah. that sentence because you were about to say something that was yeah. going to mess me. Thank the you. Fan, they, they don't offer anything else that the fans can care about outside the music. And I'm like, I, it's, it's a problem even offline. Right, because there are a few of them that can walk into a room. Look, man, if Wiz walks into a room, you know. Do you understand? I'm but does Wiz really, show his personality? He, he used to. So now he switched his personality to this. I don't talk too much. I'm a boss. Before Wiz, Wiz had opinions on everything. Yeah, yeah. Before, really? Yes, he was wild on Twitter. He had opinions on every goddamn thing before. Okay. Now it's just post the ego. Love, you know, love, big ways, you know, and I like it. He's in his thirties now, so he's, you know, yeah, he's trying, much, to, he's yeah. trying to tell him I'm not, I'm not a kid anymore. I, I like it. I like. So it the much. rebrand of him being more quiet and being more reserved makes sense. It doesn't affect him. No, it doesn't. But it affects Benson and uh, hmm? Fireboy and Omale and all the other ones. That it don't. affects the rest of them because it's like we don't know who you are outside of music. There's nothing else that tells us. Who you are, so there's no real brand to buy into outside the music. There's nothing else. So why would they be excited that artists are fighting on Twitter? Because that shows like, their personality. That's the that's the like because like they want to touch. That's the humanity. That's the yeah. Yeah. it's like when Thames went off from niggas from Uganda when she came back. Twitter was like, eh, madam, so you can't pass like this. <laughs> it's not always trend. So really, you mean that? Try me where you sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people were like, "Yeah." And she's maintained that badass persona too. So now, yeah, okay. So for a lot of them, that's the issue. So when they are, and I've been in situations where these niggas walk into rooms and people are like, "Hi, yeah, okay." They, like they look at you and they recognize you. Maybe one or two people take a picture, but that's that, right? Mm-hmm. I remember. I will never forget. Um, who told me this story? Loose, loose canon. Was telling me a story about a time Jay Z was in Nigeria, and I think it was in Sheraton in Abuja, and he niggas knew that Jay Z was in Sheraton, so niggas pulled up to Sheraton at the lounge and bar, mm-hmm. drinking, hoping that he would pass and he would get a glimpse. I don't know if Jay Z knew, but as as he as it will happen, he came with one of his guys. I can't remember the guy's name now. Mm-hmm. He came with one of his guys, the guy who was in was in um, Rock Nation. And it was like, it was in Rockefeller, rather. And they went to the lounge. Luce is like, me, Ice Prince, different niggas were just talking. And suddenly the room is cold and quiet. It's like a ghost enter. See, boss. <laughs> like, we could, fi- we could literally feel that somebody walked in. And we looked around, we looked around, and then we saw Jay-Z just walk, go to the, to the bar, mm-hmm. and, and ask for Hennekin. Mm-hmm. And it was like the whole room 
And he's like, this is not like Abuja big boys. There's money that in this room. cannot even bring their shoulder down and for anybody. quiet. Facts. And it's like, only Ice Springs broke the ice. Ice Springs was like, got the baddest bitch in the game wearing my chain. I was like, oh, yeah. And Ice Springs, and, 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 and Jay-Z wrote, um, raised up his handicap and was like, hove! And then Ice Springs walked up to him and they had a conversation. Shout out to Ice. Yeah. And they walked up. But that's like, <clears throat> that's a superstar. Facts. When I was in Boomplay, one time Terry G, Terry G came to the office. The whole, we were like a five-story building. The whole building came out. The people in the other building came to the next building. Wow. That's superstar, full superstar. So a lot of and, you guys, you're, and you're saying that the reason why people like Jay-Z and Terry yeah. G can command such attention is because they show their personality. Yes, they do. They do. Okay. They do. Okay. And now Jay-Z is on Wiz's. Yeah, he has evolved. He's not young anymore. So he got, he's he got too much money to talk. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he's evolved. He's, he's, not, he's not young anymore. To he doesn't need to talk, talk too much or say shit. Okay. He's evolved now. He doesn't need to talk, you know. Um, So, with a lot of these new cats, this is the issue. So, they are like digital stars. They are mm-hmm. like digital mm-hmm. superstars, right? It doesn't really translate offline, which is a problem. It's a problem because music is a gateway product. With music, if you really make it in music, you can do, like the, the, the doors you can open for you are crazy. Look at Jay-Z, look at Yeezy, look at Rihanna. They are all billionaires now, but music is what opened doors for them. Thanks. So if you can't build on it while you're a superstar, you'll be in trouble. And you'll be in trouble because you're, everybody doesn't get to be a superstar for life. Why there are very think, few people that get that. Why do you think artists um refrain from showing their personalities in the first place? Um... Mr. Human Nature? I don't know if it's refrain. I don't know if refrain is the word I'm going to use because there is something about the generation that grew up with on the internet. They you know why more... I'm saying the word refrain? Yeah. I'm saying the word refrain because if you probably see these guys or these artists with people yeah, that crews. they feel safe with, yeah, crew. Yeah, you will get, yeah, you probably will see personality come out yeah, of them. True. As soon as the Facts. camera's on them, which is like the irony. Like as soon as there's a time where, you know, showing your real self or showing how you think or showing how you, you know, different aspects of your personality will benefit you, they close up. Mm-hmm. But if it's in their private life, they like this, mm-hmm. which is fine because there's two versions of people. There's the outside version of yourself and then yeah. there's the one, you know, the real version of yourself when you strip all your exterior off and yeah. you in your house. So that's why I say refrain. Like once they come outside and they have to perform and put on the artist, yeah, uh, the artist persona on them, a lot of them become. I mean, boring. so for for some for some this is the case, okay. and maybe for these ones that this is the case, mm-hmm. maybe I might be wrong. It might be an issue of people over overplaying it safe now. Right, you can easily get into trouble. Unfortunately, that's the truth. You can easily get into trouble these days. So people are like, mm. like everything they do on their social media is tailored down, tailored down, tailored down. There's almost nothing organic is about it. Is it even tailored down or that somebody else holding their social media? Literally, because the minute when they do something and miss yarn, you'd be like, uh, you took your phone from your manager, didn't you? Or you took your phone from your social media Words manager and you showed us your real face. Um, But yeah, okay, so now, I even want to ask you, the claim that Ruga stated do you believe it? Is it true or false? It's true and false. Elaborate. 
false because you can't say because Buju has featured hits, it doesn't count. That's not how music operates. Okay. Great music is great music. What was the question that they asked they in were, the first place? The, or the statement, they said that Benson is, that better, Benson than is better than Ruger, right? Yeah. So his justification was he cannot be better than me because, because I have, I have my personal catalog. Hit songs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you cannot, music doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Great music comes together by collaboration. You are the, 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 the only, like, you have to be quite petty. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to be petty or ignorant when you say, oh, it's my own. Nothing is your own in music. There was a producer. There was a mixer, master, engineer. There were people in the studio. Look, sometimes what will give you the inspiration is a girl working in the studio. Sometimes it's the person that bought you suya. It could be anything. Like the inspiration comes from anywhere. When you think that you are just, you are only the source, you need to calm down. So you're you're speaking from a place of nuance, which I appreciate because I love me some nuance, right? Yeah. But from what you from what it sounds like y'all are saying, the context of the statement he made, I don't know if it's if he, I'm not saying it doesn't require nuance, right? Mm-hmm. Because what you're saying is correct. He didn't. He's not in. A, he's not in isolation. He didn't sit in like this vacuum room and like make and I songs, get why right? He, he reacted like that. But, but like from the end result, from an end result perspective, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at, um. Song by song. It doesn't matter yeah. who helped you, collab, yeah. whatever. The end part of a song. Yeah. And you looked at it from that perspective. Yeah. These are Ruga's hits, hits right? Mm-hmm. That Ruga's the owner of the song. And uh, then he's these the, are... He's the sole person he's, on the song. Yes, that he's a sole person, right? Mm-hmm. And then these are Buju's... This is Buju's catalog where yeah. the biggest songs in his catalog yeah. aren't songs that he performed from start to finish, only mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Does Ruga's claim... Hold. Yes, that's why I say it's true and false. Okay, so I didn't let you get from, to the From, to the from my part. perspective, it's definitely, definitely okay. true. Okay. Definitely true. Like, what Ruga has been able to do with two, two and a half EPs, I'm saying two and a half because the second EP has a deluxe, a deluxe. version, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what he's been able to do with two and a half EPs is incredible. And Ruga writes like no other person. You've it's been re- in the studio with him when he's writing? Like, no, from or just the, the end results. Okay. It's ridiculous. The first time um, I heard... Ruga, the Ruga song. Mm-hmm. And I heard that, all of them are sanitized and when they come, they need to... Creating pockets like that are not easy. They are quite hard. But um, people are doing it more... It's more common now, I think. It's people more are common trying now. to yeah, people do are, it now. But it's not easy to stand. Because it's more common, it's not easy to stand out. Mm-hmm. And he stands out with it and I'm like, this boy is, this boy is something. I remember the, the first time I was in Boom Play, Sony Music guys came to play me the EP. I was like, what, what am I hearing? This is mad. You know, so... I get what he, where he's coming from. Okay. He is unique. He's okay. had his own personal hits. And he has the he has been blessed in a way that he's found a producer that they really sync. Mm-hmm. Him mm-hmm. and Cook Beats, they really sync. I don't think Buju has that. As a matter of fact, personally, I'm always I'm not always the most excited about Buju's beat selections. That's and it. I think that's why he shines on features mm-hmm. more than on his own songs. I think. When I heard his EP, I was like, these are good songs. But these beat selections are... Maybe if you were doing an album, you'll put this song somewhere. Do you understand? Like, these are not... It's not the statement. So you're shaming EP. his producers? Not shaming his producers. It's just what it is. Okay. It's, the same produ- it's the same problem that people like Peruzzi has. Peruzzi is one of the best songwriters in this country. And he's been working with the same set of producers, me or Kuntu. Mm-hmm. It has affected them. Mayokun released a whole, do you know, a whole album 
sophomore album and only really Holy Father stood out. And we all know how talented he is. That's a problem. Peruzzi released Boogie and Rum. Only few songs. That's a problem. Like, because... It's the, Are you saying it's because of the song or because of the marketing? Because of the... Listen to me. First of all, let's not even get into DMW marketing. I have a problem with that one because those ones rely mostly a lot of times on David O to tweet and move on. But... but Should I do gunshot? Because that sounds like a gunshot <laughs> thing to say. How many... <laughs> Because, wow. but, but my issue most times with them is these are very, very talented guys. Yeah. And the producers they're working with have not evolved. Sometimes it works. Producers don't evolve sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it yeah. takes a while for a producer to evolve. So that's why you see sometimes producers go on breaks. They are like years where you don't hear nothing from them. Do it happened know? to Hit Boy. Hit Boy is yeah. back. It's all over the place now. Who are DMW producers? Spiroch. Um, Spiroch. Um, that's Gospel on the Beats brother, by the way. Love oh, wow. Yeah, love I didn't know that. that. Spiroch, Fresh. Fresh. Um, and are these producers exclusive to the DMW camp? I don't think they're exclusive. I don't think so. So I was going to argue, I mean, if you work with the same artist over and over again, maybe that might stagnate you because so. it's not you like know. you have I don't think so, but variety of... Like, I'm like, <sighs> this is not... And there are very few producers that have managed to stand out over time. I know for a fact that if you put Peruzia and Saz in a studio... What you hear is different from what you hear if it's Perusia and Spiroch. Like, Spiroch has... I don't know and, and if the DM, you should the blame DM, the, art, the producers for being quote-unquote stagnant. No, sometimes it's Jamaican. Because if the artist is telling you, yo, I want this type of beats, and that artist is the one paying you and it's your bread and butter, you know won't you do you are, what the artist... Fantastic point. I like that you brought that up. And this is where real emphasis on real... This is where real A&R comes in. That's why it's very important. Because yes, produce, um, musicians get into a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. There was a time as a as a group, DMW, their sound was the same. Yeah, and hits were coming out. And I remember one of my friends, if I, I used to tell him, I was like, if I, Peruzzi will soon begin to decline, not because talent is in there. I'm seeing him getting too comfortable in this place, and there's a lot. More. Peruzzi wrote the what's it called, David and Little Baby song. I don't know if you saw the first version. It leaked online. Are you There's serious? a video of him. It was Trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Shinobi regular. Mm-hmm. Regular. The boy can write. But on his own songs, he would just go and want... It's frustrating. I say, if you really love music, right? It's frustrating because when you know this person's capacity and they're just... It, it, it's frustrating. And this is why Bonner Boy stands out, right? Because... Mm-hmm. If you are a superstar in music, you can dictate what sound will reign. You don't get comfortable. Say, oh, this particular beat now is where it's like maybe two years from now, um, Ashake will still be singing on this palazzo type beats. It will be what's what would that? That's that's rubbish, right? I don't know if I can I can I counteract your claim. I yeah. sub, I want to say if you're a superstar. No beat or no trend will limit you. I'd rather yes. you say that because yes. Burner Boy is a pure example of he has been on. He does any beats that Burner Boy goes on. He has Murders. eaten it. Yeah. He yeah. has eaten it. Let he's me, not, he's let me not tell you what I mean pockets. by he doesn't. By normal Nigerian artist standard, Last Last is not a single. <sighs> that song is freaking work of art. No, like last Last shouldn't be a single. If you give it any, any like you're a Nigerian artist, artist yeah. and you're releasing a single, single. 
It's not last last. Yeah. You need a party song, maybe like this. Yeah, he doesn't have. He doesn't have. That's what you would use. He doesn't have Nigeria, like you know. You know I, he doesn't have Nigeria in his ear. Like he has he, international. He's been like that since. Because he likes to party. He's been like that since. He's been like that for a minute. He's been like that for a minute. I want to, okay, this is not me defending Nigerian artists who are bogged down to Nigeria right now because you haven't just blown and gone international appeal. Now they're not flying all over the world. No, no, there's, you should defend them because there's a place for it. Like, what Ashake is doing right now, he's released like four, five, six songs on. But Ashake is going should, to be someone that will quickly get international appeal. He will. But I'm saying, like, for him now, it makes sense for him to stay there. This is the beginning stage. He's mm-hmm. releasing an album. After that album comes out, right? Mm hmm. It now has to start. And it's even changing already. The Fireboy Ashake song that's out, it's not Ooh, the I same. Like I love that song. I it's not like the same BPM. Mm-hmm. You know, he still did his whole choral singing thing on it, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. By the way, Ashake had backup vocals on Last Last. Really? What? Yeah. It was on chorus. Yeah, backup vocals on. Mad. On Last Last. Mad. Yeah. Okay, so. This this topic in itself can tickle the hope, but we yeah, have to shift. We kept, we kept two, two quick things I want to say. One, I want to shout you out because you are the one that finally made me fall in love with Ruga, right? Where other people failed, you soared, all right? Or maybe not you. I don't know. Maybe you called my name. I don't know. Whoever invited me to that Boomplay thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, So maybe I should say Boomplay is the reason why I finally fell in love with him. Because when he first came out, it was a very thing. hard sell. It was a very hard sell for me. I'm like, who is this boy? Y'all are trying to make me like this guy. I'm not seeing it. The first single they dropped, I didn't like it. The first, not that I didn't like it, but like I didn't understand it. Then when the first EP came out, the quarantine, during the um, Ruga's the lockdown, Ruga's the pandemic, pandemic. I'm just like, uh, I'm still not understanding it. I love it. that song. What sold me, which is so freaking ironic because, so I get a, I get a DM from somebody that works at Boomplay and they're like, yo, they're having an e- a Ruga yeah. EP listening if yeah. they'd like for you to come. So when I, when, when I first got the DM, I was looking at them like, y'all must not follow me because... There, why, what makes you think that, I like so that, so that was done intentionally because um, for a minute right we've been having conversations about different audiences mm-hmm. in the office and okay. influencers in those audiences Okay. so what we were going to originally reach out to you for wasn't that it was a campaign thing we were going to do but as it so happened the Ruga thing was coming up mm-hmm. and they were like okay we want a mix of you know guests from you know different audiences mm-hmm. and whatnot there were some older guys. I don't know if you noticed, like on the panel, mm-hmm, there were some mm-hmm. guys that were like a bit older, yeah. like, close to 42 that were there. So the guy was now like, okay, for here, we just put in Jess. So he had already reached out to you when he told us that he had reached out. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? This would be interesting. Let me see how Jess will react to this. I'm sure you're there when we be in club. I'm talking about what is it that you like about this boy yeah. that has one eye patch? I don't understand. Yeah. So when I was invited to Boomplay, they, when, they, it didn't even start out well. Mind you, I get there. I'm sitting there for like two hours waiting for this. But I said, why would I... Somebody invited me to come and listen to someone's You're going to chill. And I'm sleeping. I'm, I'm, I'm dozing off on the couch. Are you people joking? And I really wanted to leave. But they were like, you know, this is how this industry is. And that thing was even making my blood hot because I'm like, this is why I'm anti-industry in the first place. If you tell me that, I'm actually going to pack my bag and leave. So don't tell me this is how the industry is. So I was like, you know what? I came from the island. There's probably traffic. Let me just stay my ass here. So I sit there. Oh, by the way, you were looking fly. Bro, I had no to get my, no my, no my no guy. Me and my guy, we rode to the freaking mailers to meet this thing. I was on the back. I wasn't ready. I was on the back. So I'm carrying, I'm with my biker helmet. I'm with my helmet. I wear my biker jacket on. Like, I'm just pulling up here. And people are looking at me like, who is this? And I'm sitting there like, bro, you people are wasting my precious time. Like, 
I don't do this. Uh, this is why I don't even... At this point in time, I, I had already stopped critiquing music or caring about reviewing music like that anyway. So I'm like, I don't even know why I'm here. So we sit there for two hours. I sit there for two hours. I'm dozing off. Ruga finally comes. So I think he apologizes for being late, which I'm like, okay, yeah, it fine. Did. It did. Yeah. That, that gives you... After the negative 50 mark, I just give you one mark, make it mm. negative 49, right? So we enter into the We enter into the room and then, you know, he's talking. And what sold me on him is that this boy can speak and he can speak yeah. well. Yeah. One of my biggest things about artists, like this thing the about personality, yeah. I think it's very interesting yeah. that we brought it up, right? Because I don't, like I said, I don't really give my takes on music engaging. anymore like that. I don't, I cannot carry any artist on my head that I don't know that you don't have personality. All the stuff I do, like every, from the flex list to carrying my thing, I'd be sitting, having three hour conversation with artists to do write when I used to do write-ups on my website about artists and how I met them and how I connect with them and stuff like that. If you don't have personality, don't ask me to come and do I don't listen to your song. I don't care what you're doing. Don't invite me to your EP listening. So a lot of times artists or their managers will invite me to stuff and I refrain from going because like, I don't know nothing about you and I'm not about to invest my time and my energy in someone who I don't know if you're a trash human being. I don't know if you are not a feminist. I don't know anything about you for me to know. Like it got to a point where I I saw myself, you'd be supporting artists. Two months later, this one has done sexual assault. You support artists. This one doesn't has said something that is against women. You support artists. This one has done so. It got and to a point like, where done. I was it was it was giving me anxiety. Like why should I? Why am I giving my support to these people? So I said I'm stop I'm stop doing that. Mm-hmm. I need to know who you are, or get to have a feel for you before I now even bother to even post about you. Mm-hmm. Take your picture, put you on my playlist, talk about you on my podcast, talk about you on my platforms. So when Ruka was able to eloquently defend himself defend his music explain himself and speak well yeah. that's when I now was like okay this is what has sold me on this guy I think when they were trying to explain to him to me before and I'm like I don't have nothing to go by I don't know his personality I never spoke to him before I don't know if he's a nice boy or I don't even if he's a nice person or not so why should I care about and then the music to me at that time wasn't it wasn't doing me but the second EP I loved it that joint got me listening song by song I was like okay the boy makes music. Maybe you try, but then I went back to the first. Even like, actually, this is fire too. So knowing his personality is actually what sold me to become a fan of Ruga. Now I love very, him. He was very engaging. Now I love. I like him now. Like Ruga, I can carry Ruga on my head. One day, man, I hope <laughs> I get to shoot one of his videos. You know, do BTS. But I want to say shout out to Boomplay. You know, for letting me yeah. experience Ruga in that way. Mm-hmm. And they were the one that broke the camel's back and I like Ruga. Last question I want to ask you before you pick up the first fan in front of you: Do you find Benson to be too defensive for his own good? Um, yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Does everyone else in the room believe that he's... I do. Too defensive? Yes. But then again, mm-hmm. you need to understand, like, his idol. His idol. True. His Bonner right Boy. That's his music idol. I mean, you can argue that... No, I know. is at a level where... I mean, it's not argue. Clearly, Bonner Boy would kill somebody and nothing will happen to him. Like, so, his I don't know if he should be comparing is himself. And, and this is... I had an interview with Buju that never came up because I think the, the... Like you interviewed him? Yeah, the audio engineer fucked it up or something. So it never came out. Shout but out to David. He used like he used like 30 minutes. I don't know. He used like 30 minutes to tell me how much Bonham means to him. This is before... Maybe it's a sign that... This maybe, is after energy. Like he hasn't blown up. He hasn't signed with Bonham. This is... He just released energy as a single then. So I was like, so when he got signed to Burn, I was like, okay, I, you know. But maybe it's a good thing that interview never came out because they will hold that on his head forever that he was worshiping the ground Burner walked on. So if he does I mean, he anything, still, he still, he still he does. He still does. He still does. But there's a the power in when there's sound bites of something yeah. that people can now chop up. 
and 10 years down the line, they're not going to carry This is a great point. And I'll tell you why this is a great point. Why? When that thing was happening that day on Twitter, um, someone brought up a video, I think for Apple Music or one, one platform, mm-hmm. Black, mm-hmm. aka Six, six Lack, yeah. Black interviewed Omale. Omale. And mm-hmm. he asked Omale, which Nigerian artist are you feeling right now? Guess who he said? Ruga. Ruga. Ruga yeah. <laughs> it was so funny that day. So, <laughs> shout out to the engineer for messing up your sound because now they cannot hold whatever uh, oh Bessie said in that interview against him. But that's, by the way, I mean, I you know what's so funny? What What is making me always have a bone of contention with, especially this Benson? Yeah. He has this grace, this oil on his head. I've been asking, he has an oil on his head that at first was very confusing to me. You hear him getting some opportunities that like people that have been grinding longer than him are not receiving, right? Mm. And it's because of just, okay, I get it. He's extremely talented. Nobody can sit here and ever deny that this yeah. guy is talented. He has features with artists that, there's artists that have been in the game for decades and they have mm. not gotten features mm. with these artists, yeah. right? There's this oil that's on his head that sometimes I feel like he may be misusing it or not understanding how much oil and grace is on his head. And I say this because like, he may, like when he does these things where he, 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 he lash, I don't want to say lashes out, but responds into on Twitter in this like unfavorable, unsavory mm-hmm. way. It's like, bro, you don't understand how many people dare your back and how many people love you. This thing you're doing where it sounds like you're not, I'm not saying he needs to be humble, but like I'm saying that you just, be mindful of the things that you say because it can be held against you or it can be misperceived in a certain type of way. And I feel like he would say the thing that one day they will not forgive. I mean, so far they've yeah. forgiven everything. I mean, so there wasn't there a time they claimed him, he claimed he was doing something to his ex or something like that. That thing didn't go no freaking where. That didn't yeah. make no new cycle, no nothing. Then, you know, you're here having these, oh, I get more money than you, me, I own all my thing. It's, to me, it's unnecessary. I mean, so, he's a, because... Because I knew him before this, before the fame and whatnot, not even closely or just the, I think he came for that episode and he didn't come out. Um, then he used to DM me from time to time, help me post my link. Does he still my... DM you now? No, of course he doesn't have to. I think, I think he has. He can't else. just be Baba How I think, Far, you know, they, they blow smart. I just want to say, oh, he's uh, unfollowed yeah, me. Yeah, I think, but that happens. Cute. Like when you become a star, the, your social media people reduce the numbers. Like I'm not even, I'm, I get it. They happen. Get where I go, blah, go and follow some people too. Not just, not just. <laughs> if you're following me, I won't be offended. It's okay. So, so, uh, and I just know that he's someone, one thing I liked about him when, mm-hmm. when I first spoke to him was, I have seen musicians that treat music as, yeah, yeah, I have, to, like, they know they have talent. So they go into the studio, they sing, they go home, you know, mm-hmm. then there are people that can die for music. There are musicians that can actually take, like, they are crazy, crazy about it. Like, they will go, they will go and do studio sessions and sit down and listen to other people's songs just out of love for the music. Buju is like that. Like, he really, really loves music. And I'm just worried that, like Jess said, he's going to get himself into a situation where sorry will not be enough. I'm not even sure he even says sorry now. He just he has oil on his head. He don't even know how much you know, oil he have on his head. So. I don't think. Anyway, I'm rooting for him. Like I said, I have some pictures I need to draw from the finesse BTS. That sometimes I'm like, bro, if I drop this thing now, just in top of in the middle of this nonsense, like it's not even nice. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just I just it's just I have a very like love, not love hate relationship for him, but like it's just a very 
conflicted. Yeah, very internal, deep conflict. Anyway, he said, mm-hmm. I'm going to blow like Steven Spielberg. So, amen. But amen. that's besides the point. Amen. My G, but please pick up the, the yeah, next fan. Okay. I can do drum roll. By the way, just we're like an hour in. Okay. Oh, okay. That means you have 30 minutes left. You have to read it all down. Uh, hmm. Okay, you witnessed the industry evolve from physical to digital sales market as a consumer, but you've also seen this transition from the corporate side working at Blue Play. So the question is, in your opinion, how would you say streaming has impacted the African music industry and the general perception of music? This is a good one. It's a good one. Don't answer generically. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, Streaming, impacting African music, the music has been able to travel. That's traveled way further than CDs could have ever taken it. Um, however, this does not mean that certain feats that have been accomplished now are new. Um, and that's a mistake we, we tend to make when talking about our new or the, the current faces of Afrobeats or Nigerian music. Um, it wasn't new that Nigerian artists would do shows in the UK and like sell out the place. Maybe certain venues are new, like the old support. It wasn't a new thing. King Sonia did, did that. Fella did that. Like a bunch of people did yeah. that. So you can't blame some of us for not knowing. Shout yeah, out no, to the Afrobeats yeah, backstory that I taught shout us. Out, shout that, out to that, uh, that, that, that um, was fire. So, you know, so, so people have been doing this for um, a minute. One thing I always find fascinating about King Sonia Day is but Mali dies. Like, you know how big Bomali is, right? Bomali is larger than life. Bomali dies. And Island Records, they have a meeting and they're like, we need an artist that can have a universal voice like Bomali. And they signed King Sonia Day. Stop. Yes. I've heard Facts. that before. Yeah. Facts. And they signed King Sonia Day. It's crazy. It's crazy. Sometimes some people are just like, but all these things had to happen for us to be here. Like mm-hmm. there have to be people that go and open the doors. Sometimes the doors are harder, but now it's easier because people have done, gone, gone ahead and made groundwork. You mm-hmm. know? So yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to another aspect we don't talk about the pirates in Alaba that were pirating music. These niggas were taking P Square's music to countries that P Square had not gone to yet. Malaysia. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. They were <laughs> Nollywood and the music industry. Pirates have pirates, pirates have <laughs> fucked us up a lot. So do you think Alaba can adopt this digital like they did. To, a lot of them did. How? A lot of them did. A lot of them became modern day music distributors. A lot of the Alaba guys. No, now now when I'm even saying the Alaba guys, I'm not talking about the pirates, so because they were legit music distributors and film distributors in Alaba, legit that had contracts with the creatives and mm-hmm, all that mm-hmm. legit ones. Mm-hmm. They were there. So one of the things Boomplay did when Boomplay came into the market was Boomplay went to Alaba. Ooh. Yeah, sat down with a lot of... Shout I love to, it when they do the groundwork. Shout out to Ire. Shout out to Ire, Oye, um, Tosin, Energy. They went into Alaba. Got music distributors. Like, I'm talking about people that have been distributing for 30 years, 40 mm. years. Mm. Some of them are very old. It's their children that are now running it. Sat down with them. We're able to get because those guys still have the right. Some of those artists, you know, that you know, it was crazy then. Now yeah. they didn't really read; they just signed. So some, some of those distributors have like lifetime rights Shit. to distributing the content. 
some have 40 years, some have whatever. So for those ones that had, we had conversations with both the creatives. You have to get licensing deals from the yeah, Alaba guys. Yeah, but we also informed the creatives. Let it not be like you just see your music uploaded and you don't know how that happened, right? So could you, so did y'all think about restructuring the deal so that the creatives it's also not, get? It's not on them. It's not on us. That's not on us. That's not on Boomplay, rather. You know. So you didn't, you didn't feel no sense of onus to be like... No, but, but, but so we... That falls on with anybody to say that falls hey. on the creatives and the, a contract. That's why we need to have a contract. The contract. There's no magic. Can't that, do anything about there's no magic. It. That can I feel be like done. I will be the person. Maybe it's Mumumi now. Yeah. That if I was in that type of place, I'll say, "Hey, can we look at the the specifics of this deal and try to restructure the deal that everybody would not?" That, that's how you get in trouble trade. legally. That's how you get in trouble legally. You know. So, Boomplay had conversations with those distributors and also informed the creatives that look, this person you gave. We are, and what did the creators say? Of course, they were happy. It means new source of income. So they were happy. How would it be new source of income for them that, oh, they're trying to come popular the, and they get shows? There's always a split cause... between the distributor and the artist. It could be seven. It's like modern day true, distribution. True, 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 true. Okay, facts, So, facts. you know, and then they, um, they gave us a lot of content. In Nigeria, there are a lot of Nigerian content, music content. You won't find on Apple Music mm-hmm, and other mm-hmm, places mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. old school, old school shit. Facts. It's only on Boomplay because they went to more or less the source, you know. So Apple Music and Spotify need to go meet them. Yeah, yeah, they need to. They need to. I, you know, I, I find it very fascinating. This is a wild take. But I f- f- find it very fascinating that Apple Music is being regarded as the official or standard of charting here in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Apple Music has not done as much as one activation in Nigeria. They have not as much as done a campaign or, okay, I mean, with Platinum, they've put up a couple of billboards for people. Yay. But. It's the name. It's the name that they've, that precedes them. You know, it's, it's quite interesting. And so, the, I mean, yeah. The so, packaging, I guess. The, the streaming has taken the, the, the music far, further than. Do you think streaming has done anything? You can drop the fan. Do you yeah. think streaming has done anything negative to the music industry? The Nigerian music industry. Um, hmm. The negative would not be streaming itself. The negative would be um the business of music streaming. The business okay. itself. And let me explain. So now we're at a place. You know, I I I I spoke somewhere. I think it was on my own pod, and I was like, albums this year have been funny. Yes, they've been funny. When you say funny, elaborate. Not great. A lot of the albums that we've got, especially in the first half of the year. And you blaming music streaming? I was blaming the way the business was going. So it's it's gotten to a place where oh anybody has numbers. If you know you have great numbers, or even you don't, they don't even have to be great, really decent, good. You could go get a bag. You could get an advance, mm-hmm. right? Which is great. But the problem now is the focus is now on the advance and not the music. So niggas could walk into a studio. Do six songs anyhow they like. Call it projects. Send ship it off to one distributor, whoever agrees with them, or whatever. Get a check, bounce. They don't even hustle much on the marketing. They even leave marketing. Yeah, but why? For the... Let me play devil's advocate. Why should they care about the quality of their music? When they was caring about the quality of their music, they wasn't making as much money as now. Now if it's like, bro, just give me if you you gonna give me whatever many k if I just give you a six album project. Okay, yeah. let's uh, a six a six track EP. Let's run it. Why why should I care? Because Music is art. 
that like that that completely takes away the art from it. It's, this is like and if they don't, it's not like they don't care anymore. It's literally worse. <laughs> wow. Like, okay, yeah, I know. I didn't see that comparison. Let me coming. tell you why. Because when you're sleeping with prostitutes, you don't care about the mm, love. Yeah, making. you don't care. You're not trying to hold our head and kiss and cuddle and you're not trying to do all that. It's just like, mm, 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 so what if out. these artists are okay with like sleeping with ladies of the night? Like what happens if they don't want a relationship? What happens if well, it's a show eventually? It reflects in the yeah. music. The you're music not getting is ass. It. What if they don't care? You're not understanding. I'm no, not talking they about actually the music. don't care. That's the problem. Yeah, so they really they don't, don't care. It's about getting, so here's the problem. It's about getting the money and going. So, okay. Wait, can we, can we talk? Can we add a little bit of nuance? Is this is it is it unfair to look at somebody who's like, man, I don't really care about sitting here crafting the mm-hmm. best song ever. If I know if I can make a mid song or make a song that follows this formula is gonna get me money. I, I, I think like that now because when I did care, I wasn't getting the respect and love I deserved. Yeah. I wasn't getting the I wasn't getting the um recognition that I'm getting now. It's unfair and I'll, I'll tell you why. You're right. And it's unfair to judge people like that. But let me tell you something. Um, tell me. The Nigerian music industry is growing. Mm-hmm. So doors just started to open. Right? It's just what it is. Like, bro. Can you, I say something? You, <laughs> sh- sh- there's a reason Mayokun said, say you sing past Wandeko. You c- what has Wandeko not sang? Right? But look at the era he was in there wasn't this much money mm. on ground and another messed up thing about Nigerian music industry is there is no Nigerian music like the money here is not our it's own not ours. the money we are using to run our industry is not Nigerian money mm-hmm. it's all foreign money Facts. now this is where the problem with where I was going comes from advances people that give out advances are not recouping as they as they would like to it's taking longer times now. You see mm. the problem? Because the music is ass. If the music is ass, you're not going to recoup on time. So it's a problem. The world can dry up. It's possible. Listen, there was a time white people were crazy about reggae music and they moved on. We are not special. White people were in love, in love, in love with reggae music. Uh, what's but his I name? Think I think... Uh, Mo- Paul moved to Yankee even. Lived in Yankee for a minute. You know what? And I, I hope I'm not misyarning when I say this, right? Yeah. So if Caribbean people listen to this or people that are, you know, from this era, if I'm misyarning, I'm doing it like... Like, I'm not doing it intentionally. Intentionally, yeah. The difference, I think, between Afro-pop or, sorry, Afro-beats, mm-hmm. if we're talking about internationally, yeah. and, like, maybe the time when reggae was, like, slowly penetrating and yeah. permeating into, you know, Western borders... Mm-hmm. Now, like, there was, like, a couple, maybe golden children, yeah. right? That they were yeah, using yeah. to champion yeah. reggae. Shaggy. Maybe Shaggy. Shaggy, Sean Paul. Sean Paul. Um, Those two come to mind, At that time, yeah. right? Because now it's more people. Now we have Sensia, Spice, yeah, all the people. Yeah. Now with us, they have more golden children. It's like, they have more children they can and use. We have plus streaming, more plus streaming era. Plus streaming era. Plus streaming era, Plus right? more money. Yeah. Plus more money. So now we have Omale, we have international collaboration. We have Omale, Thames, Fireboy, and uh, Oxlade, Benson. Making records. Um, records. Who else? Give me another person that has done international. Burner Boy, Burner, Davido, Wiz, Tiwa. Amare. Amare. But uh, we, she counts. She, 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 she counts. She counts. She's one of us. She's one of us. From Ghana, but she's one of us. That's already 10 artists that have that are in our current yeah. Crop of artists right now that yeah. they're they're doing international moves, and we have left people out too. I'm sure we, we have. No, we left. This is off like quick fire, yeah. just because we don't have time. So it's like back then when there was no streaming, 
Yeah. And maybe lesser artists to kind of champion this. Imagine putting the whole like reggae on Shaggy, Sean Paul, and a few other people's back yeah. and telling them, oh yeah, you need to conquer the whole of America. Maybe you can, I don't know. Versus now where you have, you can disperse the labor and disperse the load on, mo- on more artists with Afropop and Afropop. like both sides have seen the mistakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, to be honest, I don't think you're misunderstanding. I think that's a fucking great point. I think it's a great point. So I think we I may have a little bit more longevity. Longevity. I just care that let the music not be asked. See, you're talking about music. Let's say let if you the make good music, music, the problem, asked. look, I'm one of the people that's like, this album beats the world that you're yelling. Yeah. Are y'all really ready for it like you claim y'all are? Because the showmanship don't match the music. Of course. You're talking about, if you feel like make fire music, that's fine. Or you're going to perform the fire music problem. Shout out uh, to Afro Nation. I'm not <laughs> shouting out. That was from Excel's mouth, not mine. <laughs> so it's like, you can even make the good music. You can't even go and perform it in a way that will make people want to like pay money, like invest their money into so that you can now have the money yeah. that you claim it. <laughs> so like it's a whole, it's a holistic thing that's not being attacked from all sides. Mm. Probably like, okay, we focus on music. Fine. You make good music. Mm. Do you perform it well? Okay. The ones that can perform, they're not making, com- they're, they're probably the ones that are not making the commercially successful songs that the the labels and distributors want to invest in to mm. now push them out and uh, out and about. Some of the best, um, people who can perform live in this Nigeria like this. They are still independent artists making music, having to bank on like doing small, small shows in Lagos. Imagine if you switched, if the tables turned and gave some of those artists some of these big international stages to perform, like, they would kill it. They will represent mm-hmm. us well. Yeah. But the ones who are, have the, have the tours to represent us, they were thrust into the spotlights. They weren't given enough time to, you know, perfect their craft or something. And now they're learning and growing and going and being refined in real time in front of thousands and thousands of people. So I don't know. What that is, is a general characteristic of capitalism. Don't even get me started on capitalism. Like that's what, that's what, what, that's one thing you just described is capitalism. Capitalism doesn't care if we have to sell drugs that will kill people 10 years later but make them feel fine now and will cash out just cash out like capitalism doesn't care facts doesn't care so oh um this uh artist whatever doesn't do it does anyhow character is crazy always get into trouble are the numbers good the numbers are good we move I need to say something because you said that I just got triggered so one I watch mad documentaries on like how capitalism has killed the music industry and stuff mm-hmm. um, that are done by like American pop culture um, commentators, right? Okay. Yesterday, I saw a tweet that said that they, um, someone was suggesting that artists should be analyzed by, ther- by therapists mm-hmm. or like sports therapists. I'm, I'm not saying this tweet correctly. Mm-hmm. Basically, they were saying the same, that she was saying that artists should seek therapy um, Particularly because there has to be a way, like, she she doesn't believe that, how does she put it's it? because the industry capitalizes on that theory. No, she was trying to say that the way that artists are expected to perform, mm-hmm. and then when they don't perform well, yeah. they still have to get up and go and be moving like nothing happened, yeah. needs to be, they, they need to be treated, like, they need to be... They need someone to talk to about that, right? Yeah. So they were talking about, they used Cardi B and her second album as an example, and then she used some other people as examples. These artists will, like, have maybe an amazing first EP, an amazing first album, amazing uh, yeah. debut single, 
And then that second single come out, that second album come out, and it don't hit like how the first one hit. You know, it's great. It's great that it's Cardi B as an example because it's happening to her now. Cardi B has a song with Lil Duck and Kanye West that people don't give a fuck yeah. about. That's wild. So now all these things are like affecting her mentally about, are probably affecting how she wants to go about releasing the second album because a lot of pressure is on her. Yeah. She won a Grammy off her debut album. Um, her, that debut album has broken records that a lot of people have not, a lot of people's records have not even touched. And now it's like, if you drop the second album and it doesn't, it doesn't do what the first album did, you're a waste man. You're useless. Your career is over. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we sit here and we talk about, you know, um, these artists having to perform and mm-hmm. like, I mean, it, sometimes a lot, a lot of us in Nigeria, our job is to like, whether it's blogs, whether it's pod podcasters is to talk about the actions and moves of these artists. Yeah. So if an artist drops an album and the album album is good, we talk about it. If the album, if the artist drops an album that is not good, you won't say like, oh, I refuse to talk about this because I care about the artist's yeah. mental health and I care yeah. about this. Because then you would not be putting your own job in jeopardy. Yeah. So it's like, how do these, I wonder how these artists fare and what they do to make sure that they're okay and can perform. And like when there's times of lowness or when there's periods of like mm-hmm. not victory or when there's low, when there's not ideal periods, yeah. how do they cope? I think that's super important because capitalism, what, doesn't support that. Yeah. And there's one other thing I wanted to say. So when we were talking about how you said, you said something like five minutes ago about the artists. I can't remember what you said, but I'm trying to explain how capitalism, capitalism doesn't care if you're, if you're sick, if you're happy, just put out product. Right. So a lot of these, when, when this person said this thing about we should have, you know, artists seek therapy for what I just um, mm-hmm. explained. Yeah. I was laughing. I was like, which label even gives a crap? Like, I was thinking about it. I was like, if I was a label owner and I wanted to sign an artist or a distributor, yeah. the first thing I would do is make an artist after I find out you can make good music is make you go and take mental evaluation. Go run, run through psychological exams. I need to know that your brain is there. I need to, I need to meet, I need to make sure you meet too proof. Also, I need to make sure you everything proof. Can withstand pressure. Can you withstand pressure? Yeah. Can you speak well? God damn. No, like I would make what the last artist I worked with, you know, so crazy. When I worked with River Rays on this um two pack EP they dropped, I told them I made them make person take personality tests before I Mm. decided to work with them. I said, I need to see how you think, please. I don't want trauma trying to help you people. I don't so like when when I was thinking about that, I was like, labels probably wouldn't even give a damn if you are mentally unstable. Because they already you've already signed yourself to them. Only, only God knows if you read the contract that now says even if you go to jail you continue putting out your music even if something happened to you we're still going to monetize your music they'll probably even be happy that something happens to you it sounds really cynical they might even be a little bit joyful when a rapper go to jail because they know I mean, I mean when 50 Cent got shot his budget and on, on the label increased there you have it but it works. It works. It works. Like capitalized. Yes. Yeah, but that's, do you know how wild that is? It to is. Say like, that... let me sign you. If you are a ticking time bomb, I even want to sign you more because if something happened to you, I know I'm gonna make more money. Yeah. Or if you die, like if for a rapper, like if a rapper like dies a violent death. Oh my god. That's labels Christmas. Oh my god. King Von died. Streams are going on. King up. King Von is like a popular drill rapper from Chicago. He I think he died like a week before his album was supposed to come out. Yeah. He died they sh- like he got shot after going to a club where he was promoting that his album was about to drop. Can you imagine? That is a labels like and he was he signed a distribution deal with Empire or something like that. 
Can you imagine? That is somebody. That is a label's payday. It's 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 just like it's what it is. It's crazy, but it's what it is. That's why, as a creative, you have to you have to really invest in your mental health personally because the people who you are doing business with don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They really don't care. And it's not. You should even know that it's not that their fault that they don't care. Who's fault is it? It's a business. The money like they don't have your right. The money care. must come out. You can't make money in a, in an ethical way that makes sure that all parties are safe and sound and you mentally can, stable. I don't understand. You can't, but it's more expensive. To. No, you can't. It's not even they don't have. You can't, but it's is more it expensive. Is it expensive to hire therapists to be retained by a label to make sure that your artists have uh, t- access to therapy? A creative, a creative is not your average. You don't spend more money giving um, PR agency money to blow to to be putting because somebody. Of course, on blog to make sites. the money back. You do, can't even track if that when, is successful listen, or that stuff. Listen. When the weekend, I will never forget it. Mm-hmm. When the weekend started singing pop pop music, mm-hmm. the weekend's core fans were angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you know what happened when he started making pop music? He had stopped taking drugs. He was becoming clean. The weekend's core fans were tweeting, "Go back to your drugs. We don't like this shit." Isn't that how Future? They also said that thing about Future that Future made yeah, the best is. music when he. That is so. That's that's so. Even the consumers, your quote unquote fans. Don't care. Adele will go through a heartbreak and they will announce it because and we'll be, be like, yay, new album. <laughs> yay, yay. It'll be fire. Or yeah, that Taylor Swift is heartbroken. Yay, yes. <laughs> or Drake, the Drake album after Rihanna gives birth. Yeah, birth like, to her it's, child. It's, it is what it is. Like back in the day, now record labels used to buy the cocaine for the artists. They used to. Let's, let's get to the, yeah. to the next fan. Anyway, Shara, you would want to sign deal in 2022. Be careful. Um, okay, so if you, Excel Joab, were a hip-hop artist in 2022, mm. would you hustle to sign a recording contract with an established, well-known label? Or would you sign a distribution deal with a notable distribution company? Explain your answer. It, de- it depends, to be honest. I have now learned that you can make, if you are smart enough, you can see, an op- you can see opportunity in every deal. Mm-hmm. If you are smart enough. And the best part is, if you understand the business, it's easier for you to try and negotiate what would be best for you. But if I were to choose, choose, like, if you're like, hey, you must choose one, definitely I'm choosing the distribution deal. I get to own my masters and, you know, stuff. And then, but then again, see, distributions are now becoming mini labels, mm-hmm. right? Because the kind of, there's a, there's a kind of advance a distributor would give you. <laughs> the things they will ask for in return, you can't even fault them. Do you understand? If it, if it's really, give me, give me, give if me it's an example. If it gives you $100,000, for example, on one project, mm-hmm. right? And says, in case this album, and you know, there's always a license period. Yeah. So five years, three years, let's say five years. Mm-hmm. And we have not recouped. Whatever you, re- you will have to, first of all, outside this, this thing, you'll keep releasing with us until we collect that money finished. That could be an option. Or we will co-own the masters to this that could be an option. Yeah, I know people have taken the code. Yeah. Yeah. Can't I argue that it's a distribu- it's a distributor's fault that um no, they're can't. not making the money back? No, you can't. Sometimes the mu- the music You can you tell you you mean to tell me that distributor cannot put you on every single bloody playlist no, but on sometimes Spotify. The music doesn't enter, every single doesn't enter. bloody Yes. Do you um, know how many songs come out daily? There are not enough playlists so why, to handle the volume so of songs di- coming why is out. A distributor, why is a distributor banking on these artists and paying such advances if 
the ways they can help the artists are very limited. To, to be honest, to even want to get like recoup it's the money. It's always, it's always. Of course, they hope to recoup. Of course, sometimes they also hope to hold you. They are not very different from the labels anymore. That's what I'm saying. They just don't. Maybe you want to be independent now. Mm-mm. You want to. You you just want the umbrella name of independent. It's fine. But what you have signed, you know. So when Buju said he's collecting hundred percent of his money, I was like, hmm, that's uh, who's he signed to. He has distribution. He has distribution. Unless it's hundred percent of what was agreed in the contract that will come to you that you mean. <laughs> um, that's uh, that out. makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, uh, okay. So Excel Joab, the hip hop rap god, you'd be signing a distribution deal with a notable distribution company if yeah, given the chance. I think you also are so resourceful that you can come up with a team that can even help you should you just need distribution anyway. I you know, think it's funny a lot that of she said this. Don't... Let me tell you why this is funny she said because I've not said this anyway. But I'm going to release music. Not as a musician. Not as a not as a singer or a rapper. As it would. An A&R who executive I'm produces an album to... that puts all the producers and artists together. Let me tell you what my future will be like. What's your future going to be like? I'm going to be I hope to be a more impactful and influential Larry Gaga. Not that Larry Gaga is not impactful and influential. I just hope to do it. Like, you're supposed to get higher than the people who have who were before you, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, Larry Gaga is like the guy. He's a plug. He's a connector. No, he makes I, things I happen. believe. What? I believe. Do you understand? And I look at him like, okay. This man has provided music. <laughs> you... <laughs> What he's doing now with with movies in yeah. Nigeria, yeah, is what that I don't know. It's not it's not the same thing. But back in old Nollywood, there was this one guy that would sing all the damn theme yeah. songs for all the yeah. movies. That's yeah. what he, I always think about when I think about yeah. hearing when I hear a Larry Gaga song on a yeah. on a on a movie soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, by the way, P Square did that for a while before they actually blew blew up before they released their own music. What song? Can you give me a, a notable movie they I did it for? I can't remember. They told me the names. But I can't. But they did it for a while. That's great. They did it That's for a while. Great. From That's just. That's great. Do you have yeah. any more fans? I have one more. Okay. Let's o- go. Only fan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, okay. Here we go. Ay, ay, ay. We often talk about how the internet slash social media has catapulted the careers of many musicians, but we don't discuss how the internet started the, the careers of many established music executives. I like this one. You went from casually to... How do you know this? How do you know this? Kosi, how I do you know this? I did my research. How do you know this? He don't play sometimes. How do you know this? People don't know this. You went from casually tweeting personal opinions about pop culture music to becoming a millionaire powerhouse. Okay. What part did social media play in your career's evolution and how can aspiring music business professionals use social media to imagine? What part did he play? He played a big part, a huge part. I'm still surprised. That he knew. How do you know? You must tell me how you know this. <laughs> It played a huge part because I I was the guy that I was always tweeting about like any my unfiltered music opinion. I don't mm-hmm. even do it as much anymore because you know I have alliances and things now. So the but, industry now. Yeah, yeah, I've you know I've I've been compromised. <laughs> <laughs> but back then I would tweet my unfiltered like really really unfiltered music opinion and things. I remember one particular case. It's crazy. Wajay does not remember. Maybe if she watches this. She will not remember. Mm-hmm. There was a time YJ released an album and there was almost no marketing for the album. 
but the album was fire. The album was fire. And then someone does an article on Sheon Badejo. Shout out to Sheon Badejo, by the way. I used to even write for him at the time. And the article was like, why this album is not because of Petraki being misogynist? I'm like, no. Yes, there is Petraki in the music business. I agree. But this album was not even marketed. There was no plan for marketing for this album. This album marketing is trash. Not long after that, YJ starts vlogging. And the tweet went viral. So YJ starts vlogging. It's still up on YouTube. Episode one of her vlog, is she calling her team for a marketing meeting and say, you see what this boy wrote? <laughs> He's right. She was like, He's right. But she was like, it, it affected me for a while. One thing, one thing. I almost even wanted to quit music because of that tweet. She said that. So people now came back and were sitting at me. Ah, Maja almost quit music because of you. I was like, no, but she, she, she said I was right. She said yes. And then in the, in the video, they start doing a marketing plan. Did you the like album. the marketing plan that they did in the video? Uh, they didn't show the marketing plan. They were just like, we'll have that meeting now and it's kept and whatnot. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, music, like it played a huge... Twitter played a huge, Twitter especially played a huge, huge, huge role on, like, I met Joe Boy. When I met Joe Boy working Boom Baby, Joe Boy was like, Excel, I've known you for the longest time because you tweet about hip-hop songs, about rap songs. I'm like, Joe Boy, you're a rap fan. He's like, yes, I am. And I used to follow you because of, because of that. I'm like, damn. I'm like, but dog, you're not following me now, though. What <laughs> happened? I, I follow back and he did. I, you know, it was funny, but people, people knew me for my music opinions. And I would also write articles for certain blogs. Were they paying you? Nah, I was just happy to do it. I love music. I was just happy to do it. Okay. You know, and then I think I I, I wrote, there was this article I wrote about MI's Rendezvous and Chocolate City saw it and they sent me an invite for the listening party. And I've been a huge fan of MI since secondary school. I've met him in Unilag backstage, but I was a nobody then, so he, keep, he didn't even remember. Mm-hmm. So I'm at this rendezvous listening party, right? And I'm there very early. I'm there at the time they put, <laughs> you know, I'm a newbie. I don't know that. It's normally two hours late. <laughs> so I'm there. And interestingly, they're still setting up, but he's there. MI is there. I was like, okay. And so we had time to talk like 45 minutes. We spoke about different things. And he was like, I've been seeing you for a minute. You've been tweeting. You care about music. I was like, yes, I do. Like, we need people that care about music in the business side. I mean, writing is, he's like, except writing is cool or mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but we need people that actually care on the business side. And from that day, I started looking for inroads into the music industry. I remember reaching out to, there was a time people were doing this, how many retweets for? Do you remember when yeah, that was yeah, a thing? Yeah, how many retweets yeah. for this? How many retweets for you to give me a job? Yeah. How many retweets for? I did it without Mercury. How many retweets for you to give me an internship? You know, with chocolate, I was like, come on, you know, we'll, you know, those will get back to you. Did he ever get back to you? Of course not, he did, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all love. Because uh, last year I gave Chocolate City two deals. I was like, I Only did that. One shot. <laughs> What was, what, was, what was the commission? Ah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> so, um, so I was like, you know, that that opened doors for me, especially MI giving me that advice. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a part of one of those deals, MI benefited from it as well. You see, life is full circle. <laughs> life is full circle. So that made me 
start looking for inroads. And then I was working in Transion. Um, Transion is the home of Techno Infinix ITEL. And Transion has a sister company, Transnet. So we're, we're all in the same building. What were you doing for them? Transion had a news app called Scooper. So I was in charge of uh, entertainment content. Oh, wow. Okay. So anytime the artists come to Boomplay, they would also stop by and say hello to Excel because I had started getting inroads small, small. Facts. So Boomplay now started a media arm and they needed somebody. They were like, there's no, no brain. I just bring Excel, <laughs> you know, bring me in. So that's how you started working at Boomplay? That's how I started working. I remember AQ was like, AQ was the first person that even pointed it out to me. AQ was like, you mean you went from tweeting to working for Boomplay? I was like, literally, dog, literally. But so, but tweeting, but it's more than tweeting, it's passion. I, I've, I've always been passionate about, about music. So social media can play a huge role. And now in this day and age where if you have clout, if you package well, I mean, opportunities would even come to you. Right. Right. They right. would come to you. So I think it's very important. What's more important is know what you're saying. For anybody who's like an aspiring music exec, know what you're saying. Listen, I've seen it happen a couple of times. We'll have arguments about music. And people will come and say something that is popular. Maybe there's a music exec. Something that's popular or something that you know that people will like the retweets or something that the artist will like, you know, and maybe from there you can find favor with the artist. That thing is temporary. If you are correct and you are saying something that you know is right and you stand by it, not only will you have longevity, you will have respect from people that criticize you. The people that will insult you that day and tell you you are foolish, they still respect you because they know that you said the truth. That's why social media is such a... Social media is like, you know, in Stranger Things, the upside down. That's what <laughs> yeah. social, social media is. You can come out and say, blue is blue. People will say, no, blue is black. Fuck you, bro. But, but they know that blue is blue. And when they see you outside, they greet you differently. They respect you because deep down they know that blue is blue. Other than saying, other than um, encouraging people to make sure when they're talking, they're not, they're saying the right thing. Yeah. What other advice do you have for people who are trying to um, become music business professionals in this day and age now? Because that time when you were tweeting YJ, that was a different time. Yeah. Even if it wasn't, even, even if it was recent, maybe, yeah. how, when, when did that happen? This is like 20... Like 15? 14. Like maybe seventeen, eighteen, I think. And to think, and a lot I, has changed. A lot has changed. Yeah, like lot. in music industry time, like two like years is even long. It's like music dog years. Like dog years. So in twenty twenty two, someone's yeah. trying to become, you know, find their route into entering the music industry yeah. um, from a professional route with hopes of be turning into a music exec. What yeah. other advice do you have for them? Uh, it will be it will be easier for you if you're passionate about this, and I'll tell you why. The music industry is fucked up. You're not going to make a lot of money immediately. You're going to struggle a lot. You probably, you will, you will not be paid well. You will go through all those phases. If you're passionate, you, it will keep you when you're hungry. You, you shouldn't be hungry. Let's, let me start from there. Like it's a fucked up situation that you're not paid well or uh, all these other things happen. But you should be mentally prepared for like this is what you're coming into because you know when we post on the ground we look fly and shit people don't know that you know it's real <laughs> it's real out here. I remember when I joined Boomplay, Bonner Boys African Giant um um listening party the one they did in Lagos I did like the 
red carpet and I interviewed him and stuff like that. And I had nowhere to sleep that night. And I, I think it was my, my my GM at the time, Dele, in Boomplay. He noticed it that because I was staying in deep mainland, Igondo. Oh, wow. And the party ended like 1 a.m. Wow. You can't go from Lekki to Igondo at that time. It's madness. And he just noticed me hanging around, hanging around. And my plan was to hang around the village like 5 or 6 a.m. And he was like, dog, what are you doing? Why are you still here? I was like, Omar. I was like, what? You know, and so he got me a hotel room, spent the night there, and, you know, in the morning I continued my journey. But there are going to be, there's going to be a lot of tough situations like that. You should be prepared mm. for it. Then you should also do a lot of reading. A lot of the things that they used to, that a lot of, so I'm the middleman that wants people to be knowledgeable because it pays me. Mm-hmm. It's easier for me to do a lot of deals if everybody is knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Right? So, if you're going to be in the music business, please be knowledgeable. Don't just say things or tweet or, re- or rephrase things people have tweeted before and come and tweet it, right? Read, do a lot of reading. There's a lot of information about the music business that is free online that people don't ever bother to, right? Learn. Even if you get to the point where you have to pay, Godwin Tom is doing a music business school, go pay. Learn a thing or two. Be knowledgeable in anything you are doing because the way it works now, is like the game is so crazy now, Jess, that an A&R anywhere can DM a Nigerian musician. Facts. Like it's happening. Facts. Like off Instagram. Like Instagram is the new scouting ground for musicians and also for music business professionals. Facts. So you should know your shit because you don't know when an opportunity will come your way. So please be knowledgeable. Um, It's funny that you said that that that's the Instagram is now the scouting ground for music business professionals as well. Which I think is fucked up. Why is it messed why is it messed up? Because before AR used to be um real deep diving mm-hmm. to find people. So it's more it's not like the ARs are literally crazy about the talent. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about let's for free AR because that one is a different No, no, but, but it's more day. like if you see someone that sings, mm-hmm. right? And has 200,000 followers. That mm-hmm. person is most likely going to get signed more than someone that can sing better than that person or and has 1,000 followers. That's true. But what I'm talking about is not even about artists. It's, it's talking about Instagram being a scouting ground for music business professionals. Yeah. Because there are so many people that would DM me. Yeah, and you'd be like, I want to, I do manage artists. Oh, do you do this? Oh, oh, oh. There was even one I got a DM, but trauma used to make me not open my DMs anymore. So I, I, I've missed, now that I've missed out on opportunities because I don't, I don't think like that anymore. But like those one times, there's more than one occasion someone has asked me something along the lines of like, would you move back to America to be, to work in the music, like to work on, to work in music business that would help with the export of Nigerian music from Nigeria abroad? Would you move back to America to take a job like that? And it's like, it just reminds me of how you said that they're even scouting people from music industry type stuff on Instagram as well. So yeah, yeah, just be open. Like you said, be knowledgeable about about what you're talking about. Um, Not if you, if you're too lazy to read, you can watch. There's so many things on YouTube. There's so many documentaries. I literally binge watch documentaries every day to learn about a lot of the stuff that I know. And then experience your your favorite music documentary. You have a favorite. I don't have a favorite. I don't like answering those favorites. I have questions. a favorite. I, a favorite. I think everyone should watch. What's, what's what is it? The Defiant Ones. It's about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. That Ivan. one was a sick one. And it opens up with how 
Dr. Dre and Jimmy Ivan almost lost almost out lost on the beat by Dre. Because Tyrese was opening his big mouth. It was. It's a great. It's a great. No, it's a really, and it's on Netflix now, so please. It's really mad. Yeah. It's really mad. Um, but yeah, you said it all. I don't. I have. I have a love hate relationship with the industry. I'm very. I believe I'm anti industry. I work from a bubble. I do my own thing in my bubble. I am. You know what? Depends on the route you want to take. You want to be the one that creates content and impact from their space. You can, if you want to deep dive, like how XL is moving, you can as well. So I'm not going to be the last fan. The floor is yours. Kosi. All right. So real quick, we have song of the week. Okay. Right. So you're going to just, the song is going to play out as the episode fades out. Okay. Uh, just give us a song that you're listening to or song that you want to put on. You can use some, Song from that project you just dropped to, but you can't give me copyright strike if you play it. <laughs> Gonna tell them that you're playing a song from that hip hop album, oh but, but they shouldn't strike my my stuff on YouTube. This is going to be hard. Um, hmm. Who can I give you now that you won't have copyright issues? Is my headache. Who's not signed? Who's signed to a boutique label in Nigeria? Uh I would appreciate the promotion. Uh, this is like nobody's coming to my head at the moment. But um, let's see. There's a guy. His name is Dotty, D-O-T-T-I, and he has a song called Bilisi. Called what? Bilisi. B-I-L-I-S-I. Bilisi. He's not signed. Bilisi is not signed. He's who's who's distributing for him? Um, I think I don't know. Maybe not. But he's not signed. Okay. Dutty Belisi. All right. Y'all gonna hear Dutty Belisi when this phase out. We're not doing words. We're not doing that word game, right? No. no All right, XL. Thank you for pulling up on a babe. Um, you are you greatly so appreciated. Please throw a deal my way. A deal I can actually do. Thank you very much. I did for you. Um, and without further ado, we are out. Trouble in the city, trouble in my house, trouble in the waters, trouble in my heart. Come to you with a question, you answer me with a song. The mind is not self-sufficient, it's gotta come to its source. Struggle through the day, struggle still at night. Gravity is pulling, pulling me to the ground. So much darkness around, will I ever see the light? You tell me, look deep inside, then I'm gonna find the light. Lord, Mothers are going crazy, our sons are drawing arms. Ain't no love for a brother, 
It is all man for himself And now we run to the clergy It's not the way to get help We just look into the sun 